0: Hey, thank you all for joining the weekly NRS Lunch and Learn. I know last week we had Jonathan Gibber, uh, a hard act to follow, I know, but uh, you don't get to be the fearless leader of the GID team at NRS without a nice bit of courage. So bearing that in mind, I'd like to introduce Michael Fromm, and um, this tour class has been sponsored by touranytime.com. Enjoy. Yeah, we'll don't, don't quote us on that, we'll probably get sued, probably get sued by, uh, by Torah any time. Okay, so uh, I thought that the most appropriate topic, um, of course, we're, we're in the three weeks right now, coming up on the nine days, uh, would be something about the uh, destruction of uh, the base of Migdash. Uh, so when we know that uh, the first base of Migdash, or well, it says, it says in the Gemara, Yuma test on the base, uh, that the first base of Migdash was destroyed for three reasons. It was because of uh, Gil Eras, uh, Stamen, and Odozar's idol worship, immorality, and uh, murder. So then they asked, what was uh, why was the second destroy? Uh, destroyed? Uh, classic answer is uh, Sinaskhinam, because people were not uh, nice to each other. And what's the quintessential story of Uh, uh It's the story of uh, Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. Uh, so I wanna go over that story pretty quickly. Um, some people have probably uh, heard it, heard of it. Um, it's uh, it's in the Gemara, um, Gitten uh, Nun uh, just an interesting story to go over. And I wanna bring out some uh, some points and lessons that that story might teach you. Okay, so the story of uh, Kamsa and Bar Kamsa is uh, as follows. There was a man, and uh, he lived during the times of the second base very, very uh, wealthy, and he wanted to throw a big party and uh he had one friend and his name was kamsa and he had his enemy named uh, bar kamsa so i heard somebody say something very funny that um they said what what do we learn out of the story we learned that um you shouldn't have a best friend that has to say almost the same name as your uh, as your enemy uh because uh, then you might mix them up but anyway of course so they're sending out the invites to uh the party uh this man sends out the invites and uh what happens the invitation that goes out accidentally ends up going to Barkhamsa the enemy instead of his friend Kamsa uh, so uh, they go they're finally in the party Barkhamsa thinks oh this man wants to make amends with me sitting in the party and the man comes up to Barkhamsa's enemy and says what are you doing here and he said oh well I thought you wanted to make amends I got an invitation and he said no I want you to leave right now embarrassing him in front of everybody and he says I'm willing to pay for my own uh plate so it's it's going to be of no cost to you um, let me stay at the party, just don't publicly embarrass me. And he says, no, you have to leave now, I'll pay for half the party. No, you have to leave, pay for the entire party. And that was a big cost because this man was very rich. Uh, kicks him out, says, uh, you, you have to leave, I don't want you at this party. Uh, and they even say that um, there, were, there were members of uh, Nisanhedrin there. Uh, there were very big uh, leaders of, uh, of Benedi Strong that were at this party at the time, and they stayed silent, they didn't say a word. So, what does this man do, Bar Kamsa? Bar Kamsa leaves and he comes up with a plot to get back at, uh, at his own people, Jewish people. Uh, so, he goes to a Roman official and he says, uh, We're plotting against uh the, the Jewish people are plotting against you. And he said, How can we be so sure? He said, Try to bring a carbun, um, uh, try to bring a sacrifice to the base of Migdash, because at the time, uh, Jewish people and non Jewish people could bring uh, sacrifices to the base of Migdash. Uh, said, try to bring a sacrifice, and I bet you they're going to reject it. And that's an obvious case that um, an obvious case that they're rebelling against you. That they don't believe they believe that um, the 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 sacrifice that you're giving is not uh, tahr. So uh, so they they pick a very beautiful animal, the Roman officials, and they try to send it to the base of Migdash. And Bar Kamsa, knowing what would disqualify a carbon. Uh, from being given gives the animal a little bit of a mum a little bit of a uh, of a mark so uh, there's a question in the gemara whether it was uh, it was a cut on the animal's lip or on its uh, on its eye by the cataract um, but whatever it is it completely uh, would disqualify uh, the animal from being given as uh, a carbon so they bring it to the basin um, and uh, they're trying to figure out what to do. They knew exactly, in, in the basement, just what, what, what was going on over here. Uh, that um, what what the implications would be if um, if they didn't bring uh, if they didn't bring the carbon. Um, but there's a famous figure in the story, and his name was Rabbi Zechariah ben of Rabbi Zechariah ben said, "No, well, we can't. Um, we we have to." Um, Reject the carbon because what's going to happen if um, we have to we have to reject the carbon because what are people going to think? Everybody's going to think that it's uh, it's Hefkerveld uh, in the in the mikdash. You can bring whatever type of uh, carbon you want, whether it has a mum or whether it not has mum. We can't accept it. So um, so what happens in the story? Of course, the Romans end up uh, turning on the Jewish people. They don't end up giving the sacrifice, and that's what they say is uh, um, kicked off um, the the destruction of the base of mikdash. Uh, So a couple of interesting points uh, when you're you're running through this story. The first thing is, is the anonymous host of the party. Isn't it a little bit interesting that the host of the party was the one that caused this entire situation, in a sense? He was the one who publicly embarrassed Bar Kamsa and kicked him out of the party. Yet we don't name him. Wouldn't it be important to know his name? So I heard an interesting idea that the reason why I didn't name the host is to show that this was not a one-off occurrence. So, of course, in the Torah, everything is all about uh, learning lessons uh, from leaders. So, the kind of situation, like put yourself in in their shoes and try to learn a lesson out of it. By not naming the person who was the host, it was showing that this was a prevalent attitude that was that was at the time that Jews weren't treating each other nicely. They were completely open to uh, public and publicly embarrassing others, uh, and that was something uh, that was not okay. So, by not naming the host. It's kind of showing that, first of all, the, the prevalence of the attitude and also saying put yourself in, in the shoes of this person, that um, sometimes you'll be fuming, maybe you'll there are people that you don't like in, in this world and you might want to uh, yell at them. You don't want to see them at your party, but that doesn't give you the right to um, publicly uh, embarrass them in front of everybody. Uh, second one is um, how serious um, embarrassment is. So um there's a point that's also made in the Gemara when it talks about why the first and the second base of this were destroyed, right? The first base Middle was destroyed because I said Gila Araias, Shbikostam, and, and Abodhazara, the three cardinal sins. Um, but then for the second base of Megdash, uh, Sinas is cited as the reason. But uh the fact that both caused the destruction of the of both of the the Bhakti Magdash, Mikdash, and Mikdash show, uh, um, the, that that must show that uh, both are equal in um, in in severity. Um, that it, which is a crazy concept to think about. That the, the, the three, uh, the big three, the big three we were talking about, you have to give up your life for sinas cleanum is just as bad, and both caused the destruction of the uh, Um And uh, how bad is uh, embarrassment? Uh, just a couple of ideas for bovlem and This is from dot uh, if you embarrass somebody publicly, it's as if you killed them or spilled, the, spilled their blood. Uh, another idea that also says above messiah is it's better to cast yourself into a fiery furnace than to embarrass somebody publicly. Uh, that actually comes from the story of uh, Yehuda and Tamar, uh, that Tamar had the opportunity to uh, publicly embarrass Yehuda, but she did it in a very uh, tzinius way, uh, didn't publicly embarrass him, and the. Um, the punishment would have been for a Bas Cohen that um, she, would have, she would have gotten uh, burnt. So uh, if, if that was uh, the, the punishment for it, then that's what she was willing to put up with as opposed to embarrassing equal to publicly. Uh, the third thing is uh, uh, leadership. Uh, that's something, a really important lesson that we learned from the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, that there was a very big lack of uh, proper leadership during this time of the, of the Second of Mikdash. The first lack of leadership being when uh, we had the Sanhedrin at the party, you had all of these leaders like Yisrael, that were at this party and they didn't even stand up to call out what was wrong, uh, that, that this, this uh, staging of public embarrassment was not the correct thing to do. Just uh, they, they just sat there and, and they watched and they listened. It's also an interesting idea that that's the reason why the Mung came from uh, the mouth and uh, from the eye one from the eye because um, the, the Chachamim they watched, they didn't do anything, and because of the mouth, because they didn't speak out uh, against the, the cruelty that was acted out against uh, Bar Um The second thing is this really interesting situation with Rav Zachariah ben Avkulas. He was the one who said, because of the the Chumrah, that um, you couldn't bring the sacrifice, uh, he wasn't willing to be uh, forward-looking um, and realize how severe um, the, the implications would have been for uh, the Jewish people looking down the line. Um, so that's what the said. the says about this situation that the reason why the second basement was destroyed because people were overly righteous. And Razahariaria Ben ofkulas being that person saying being overly righteous, saying, well, we can't allow that carbon uh, to be sacrificed because <clears throat> sorry. Uh, because if we allow it, then every, it's going to be uh, half the base of Migdash. everybody's going to think that they could bring carbonos even though they're not actually uh, uh, valid carbonos. How, how can we allow that to happen? So we have to go along, along with the strictest opinion. He didn't have the foresight um, in, in his leadership to be able to say uh, that uh, they, they should have just let the carbon go away because what's going to happen when the Romans see are not giving their carbon and they're, they're going to destroy the base of Mikdash and they're going to turn against us. Uh, so another really interesting idea, almost along that note, uh, that the Marshal uh, gives about Rav Zicharia uh, ben Akulas, um He gives the idea that um, something that the Gemara says specifically when it's talking about uh, Rav Zicharia um, is that because of his humility, that is why the base of Mikdash was destroyed. So it's interesting. What does that exactly mean? You could say because of his overrighteousness, because he didn't want to give uh, the carbon to the base of Migdash, because it wasn't up to standards, because it had a certain moment, he didn't have foresight. What does that mean? His humility destroyed the base of Migdash. So the answer is because Rav Zahari ben Afkulas didn't see himself as a valid figure, as a, as a lofty figure for uh, B'nai strong he didn't feel that he could overrule Halacha. So we know that there are very serious abeiros um, that that we can't violate no matter what. Um, so there's, like I said, Kila Raya and Zara. Uh So if you look at what Rav ibn of logic was in trying trying to explain what the problem was uh, with this carbon, is that you really really it should have been that, that um, you could bring the carbon because uh, you were gonna get killed. So this is a, technically a minor infraction. So what was it? The answer is, is that there, there's an idea that um, an infraction of the Torah, if you misrepresent the Torah, then that can be considered to be a Vodah That's the one thing that we can't do. We can't mis- misrepresent the Torah because that's a form of, uh, of a Vodah So if that's the case, then it would honestly make sense that a Zechariah ben Avkulas, that was the valid opinion that he had. You say, oh, it was just giving a carbon with the mum. That's not one of the big three, but no, it could be one of the big three because you're telling the Romans that it's okay to give this carbon when really, in fact, uh, it wasn't. So again, what does it mean when it says the humility of Rabbi uh, Zechariah ben Avkulas? Uh, the humility means that he didn't have the foresight in this situation to, like I said, see what the consequences were, that what are the Romans going to do when they see... That um, that are not willing to uh, give this carbon, they're they're going to kill all of uh they're going to uh, destroy the base of Migdash and they're going to exile all the Jews and think about how many lives are at stake. So also think about um, when it when it came to the perm story uh, with uh, Mordechai and Esther. What did Esther do? Esther, uh, even though she was married to Mordechai, um, she ended up living um, with Achashverosh, and uh, the question comes up in the Gemara. Um, and Gemara was. But uh, it said, the, the whole question comes up as if she was married to Mordechai, that's one of the big three that you have to give up your life for. So then why was she allow, Why did we allow it? Why did we say she's the hero of the story when really she violated the halacha? It's because Mordechai gave her a, a heter, so to speak, saying that the entire Klaal Yisrael is at stake over here. So we can't allow this. To, we can't allow this to happen. So I'm going to give you the hector They say that you can like like karka, like the ground, but that's a whole separate story. Those are like very specific justifications. Um, but really, at at the end of the day, it's that um, she did. She let's just say she violated the sabbira. The reason why she was allowed to do it, even though she violated one of the big three, Kila uh, was because Mordechai said, "All Benisol is at stake. We can't uh, allow this to happen. So therefore, you should violate the Avera. So again, going back to Rav Zechariah ben Avkulas, what was his Avera or what was what uh, uh, what was what was the issue with what he did, his humility? The answer is, is that he didn't see himself on a high enough level uh, to be able to uh, overrule the halacha, which is an interesting concept a little it backward because we always know that you say you have to hold to the halacha and if that's the ultimate truth, that's what Hashem wants you to do, then you shouldn't overrule the halacha. But just like Mordechai, Rav Zechariah ben Avkulas, should have said, well, all of Ben Yisrael is at stake, so we can't afford to uh, not give this carbon. But because of his humility, because he saw himself on a low level, that he a lower level that he couldn't overrule uh, the uh, the halacha in extenuating circumstances. That is a reason why uh, so much is attributed to Rav Sakharia about why the English was destroyed. Yeah. So sure. go ahead. Yeah. Man. yeah. Okay. Put it there. I know where we're going on time. Sure. Go. Right. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining. We'll see you all next week. Thank you. Thank you. It's great.